Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, I'm Shauna Comdegame. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking to author Kimberly Palmer, about her new book, Smart Mom, Rich Mom, How to Build Wealth While Raising a Family. And I know we have millennials listening on all different ends of the spectrum here. Some of you just graduated college. Some of you are in your 30s and starting families. So I thought that this would be a great podcast topic to talk to Kimberly Palmer all about, you know, the realities of raising a family. She writes that just one tiny person could cost $250,000 to raise, and that does not include college costs. So obviously, if you're a young family or thinking of starting a family, it's something, you know, you need to consider, right? Like you're going to be financially responsible for this little person for quite some time. And, you know, you got to figure out, like, how does that work into your budget? You know, what are some different ways that maybe you can save money or that you can, Um, just do things a little bit differently so that you don't totally have to give up your lifestyle just because you have, you know, this awesome blessing, this little baby in your life. So I hope you enjoy this podcast and I hope you rush out and go buy her book on Amazon. It's going to be out June 9th, Smart Mom, Rich Mom. (music) 
Kim, I'm so excited to have you on as a guest and hear all about your awesome new book, Smart Mom, Rich Mom. This is a topic that we haven't covered a lot on the podcast, so I think it's going give, to give a lot of women um, a lot of great information and, and power about you know, how they can kind of balance being a mom and still being smart financially. But what I'd love to do is just start out with you maybe telling the listeners a little bit about your background and kind of how this book came to life for you. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. Uh, So I have been writing about money for about 10 years and I've been a mom for about six years. And I realized as soon as I became a mom, I became just more aware of all of the money messages being aimed at us. And I was just so struck that so much of the advertising and articles and blogs aimed at moms when it comes to money has to do with couponing and like saving money at the grocery store. And that, I mean, as you know, I mean, it's such a small part of building wealth and really creating financial security. So I wanted to write about all of those other bigger things we can do to build uh, wealth and, and financial security for our families, everything from investing to taking advantage of all the workplace benefits that we have, um, saving and managing, prioritizing our different savings goals. So that's really, that's what motivated me to write it. Awesome. So maybe walk us through um, like some of kind of your favorite chapters in the book (laughs) and maybe some of those like favorite topics that really stand out for you that you think, you know, people aren't really covering this kind of information. Yeah. Well, I think one of my favorites is a topic that tends to get talked about quietly or in like conversations between friends. Um, and that is just making sure you take care of taking out life insurance and writing a will and all of that estate planning paperwork that is so easy to put off and wait and not do. Uh, but what I really found is that even though it is depressing to think about, of course, just getting it done, I mean, it gives you peace of mind. Like you've taken care of it. You've taken care of business and it's huge. And, and I mean, I actually, I find that like my friends will text me like, how do I do this? Like, can I just do it online or what do I do? So people are definitely interested and they want to take care of it, but it's just, it's kind of something that's kind of, you know, depressing to think about, but so important. Um, and then the other, my other favorite topic that I love talking about and writing about is earning and how we as moms balance our earning power and protecting our earning power with also caring for our kids because, of course, those two things can be in conflict sometimes. So I loved interviewing moms about their strategies with that. And one of the biggest takeaways I found is just how important it is to negotiate for flexibility. You know, when you are switching jobs, we so often negotiate for pay which is awkward potentially in itself and something we have to practice and get comfortable with, but also just making sure we ask for what we need in terms of flexibility because more and more now, definitely than when our own moms um, were raising us, it's it's easier. There are, companies are more likely to give um, have policies that make it easier to balance everything and get home. Like today, for example, I have to leave early to be at my daughter's school. So there are ways to kind of make it all work. And I think it's it's in some ways it's getting easier. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of and proponent of negotiation. All the listeners know that I I'm just preached like there's so many things you can negotiate in life, and you know it doesn't have to be hard or scary or or anything like that. So I think that's like an awesome point of just you know being like really honest as a mom about you know like what you need in order to make this work because obviously you want to be productive in the workplace and be a productive mom. 
Exactly. And I think so much of it really has to do with just getting like embracing that and like saying to yourself like, okay, yes, I feel slightly uncomfortable asking for these things, but I'm going to practice, I'm going to do it. And just sort of, you know, taking on that challenge because so when it comes to pay too, like so often we're underpaid um, or aren't earning as much as men doing the same thing. And a lot of it starts with asking for what we need. So I think talking about it with our girlfriends is such a good place to start. Um, the last time I had to negotiate, I, um, I texted my, or I called my husband and I said, you know, I'm really nervous about this negotiation. Like, what should I do? And my husband was like, just say a really big number. Like, it's fine. You know, just say a really big number. And I was like, okay, let me just also ask my best friend what she thinks. <laughs> so I asked her, I texted my best friend, Allison, and I was like, okay, what do you think I should do? And her advice was before I called back, before I did anything, just stand like superwoman from that, um, the Amy Cuddy book. Sure. Presence. Yeah. Yeah. She talks about just the power of posture. And if we stand like, um, or wonder woman, you, we stand like a superhero will feel more powerful. So that was her advice. And I have to say, I think that was really useful advice. It helped. <laughs> awesome. So did you also ask for the big number? I did. So okay, I stood good. like superwoman <laughs> and then I asked for the big number and they were like, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's funny, you know, the differences between men and women, especially when it comes to negotiation, because I like men are can be a little bit more like oh no you just go in you just, just do, do it you know and women we like overthink and then we yeah. think well about this and what about that and then it gets in the way of the whole the whole purpose exactly yeah so I know obviously especially when you have um a newborn mm-hmm. you know saving money and just every everything is just chaotic you know it's hard to get a grasp on the budget it's hard to figure things out because there's so many new like expenses flying at at you. But do you have any tips maybe on, you know, ways that that new moms can think about saving money and maybe, you know, helping their budget that isn't couponing and kind of those obvious um, methods? For sure. So it actually often starts with paperwork and getting organized, I found, because it's so hard to even log into your 401k and see if it's balanced properly if you can't even find the password or you can't even, like, you don't even have easy access to those accounts. So the number one thing is just having, as developing your system. For me, what I love is just having a binder which with each account laid out. So everything from debt, like mortgage and insurance and bank accounts all in one place. And then it makes it so much easier to sit down. I like to do it quarterly. Um, and of course, if you have a partner, you can coordinate with them and just reviewing everything. And that's how you can catch mistakes or things you're forgetting to do. For example, I realized I hadn't paid my homeowner's insurance in a few, like it had lapsed and that was a major problem. So I could, you know, notice that and fix it before it actually did become a huge problem. So I think organizing is part is, is a big part of it. And then in terms of actually generating savings. Um, one thing is with workplace benefits, if whether, even if, if you're not working in maybe your partner's benefits, but whoever you has, however you have access to workplace benefits, so many of us leave money on the table by not taking advantage of them. I mean, the classic one that most people have heard of is the 401k and signing up for retirement benefits, but there's others too. There's often, um, flex spending plans, which are so relevant to families. So making sure you sign up for flex spending for childcare costs and for healthcare 
costs because of course, you know, kids often are costing us a lot for healthcare yes. needs too. Yeah. So just signing up for all that and then following up with the paperwork, it can definitely be a pain, but taking the time to file the flex spending before it expires. And I have found too that, and I know I'm not the only one, health insurance benefits, I mean, they make mistakes. Like they'll deny claims by accident. And if you just take the time to follow up and, you know, resend it if necessary, you can actually end up saving your family hundreds or in my case, I actually saved almost a thousand dollars just by, um, following up with all this stuff one year. And especially right after you have kids or right after you give birth, like the costs associated with birth are often so high, you know, you get this huge bill and your insurance might not calibrate everything correctly. So it is kind of like, it can be a headache, but I think if you, you know, kind of make it organized and have as much fun with it as possible, just because it feels so satisfying to get those checks back, um, it can actually, um, yeah, it, it can be worth it for sure. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top rated personal finance app. And now listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. 
Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy, workout-friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com etm for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. Yeah, I think that that's such a good point about, you know, organization. I mean, I work with and talk to so many, like, especially younger people who mm-hmm. don't open their statements or look at, you know, <laughs> if they get an email and I'm like, oh, but you have to at least look like yeah. there are, you know, they do make mistakes or there might be a, like an, a glaring error there that, you know, please just at least look, you know, every maybe yes. twice a year if you if that's the least you can do. But, you know, make exactly. sure you pay attention to that stuff. Totally. And also on the topic of saving time, I mean, if automating as much as possible when you are saving. So I, I took too long. I made the mistake of waiting too long to open up a 529 account with a college savings account for my kids. I wish I had done it as soon as they were born, but you know, no point in like dwelling on my regret. Right? <laughs> I opened it. Um, I finally opened it. And then because I mean, it, it is kind of a pain to have one more thing on your to-do list. We're so busy. So I really am a fan of like setting up automatic payments. So just just like you can do that for a retirement account, you can also set up an automatic deduction for things like your college savings account. So then you know that you're, you know, steadily progressing towards those big goals. Yeah. And, you know, I know one of the things you talk about in your book is um, the child care expense. Yeah. And, you know, I live in Los Angeles and I know it is exorbitant. It's, it's, you know, and I would imagine it's that way most places where women are like thinking, well, do I go back to work and then all my money is going to childcare or do I stay home with my kid? Do you mm-hmm. have any tips about, you know, how to deal with these massive childcare expenses? Mm-hmm. So for, first of all, um, it's so important to think long-term and not short-term because yes, especially if you have kids, um, when you're still, you know, growing your career, you're not necessarily at the peak of your earnings yet. I mean, it can easily, especially if you, if you have two kids, easily eat up your whole, you know, take home paycheck. But the way to think about that is like, it's not just about today. It's about long-term growing and protecting your earning power and a paycheck. It's not just like, that's not the only compensation you also often are getting health care benefits and retirement savings and other benefits through working. So you definitely want to consider all those factors and not just like, oh my gosh, like I'm writing my whole paycheck over to childcare. That's such a finite period. One of my friends always calls it the, like, we're in the middle of the lean years. We have like double daycare expenses and such high costs, but you know, it's, it's short term. It it will go by quickly and then you will still have your earning power and your your career. So of course, some people, um, you know, do scale back and earn less for a period of time. And I think the main takeaway there I got from my interviews with moms and especially older moms who have been through this already is like, don't walk away from it all. Like you can still can stay connected to your profession and network and have a, a LinkedIn account that's really professional. So just because you're scaling back doesn't mean you're walking away from everything. Like you can still leave that door open. So when you are ready, you can ramp it up again. Yeah, that's such a good point because, like, you know, obviously there's a there's a huge kind of national issue going on with women, you know, earning less than men, yes. and yes. you know, whatever side of the fence you kind of fall on that, um, 
you know, there's a lot of complexities with women as far as, you know, starting and stopping career and things like that. So I think that's a good point of thinking about, well, not just today, but, you know, how is this going to impact your earning power kind of going forward? And if you take a giant, you know, time out in your career, it's going to be harder for you to get back on track and maybe, you know, make up and earn what, you know, your peers might be earning at that, at that level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I've learned so much actually from talking I teach a class to moms who are in their 50s and 60s who or to women and they're often going back to work after being out of working for like 20 years. And it's like the whole culture has changed and it's so challenging. So I teach them just about their social media and how to create a LinkedIn account that'll help them get a job and network online. And it's just so, I've learned so much from them. It's so striking to me just how, how hard that can be if, you know, when you completely walk away, it's like starting over as like a 22 year old, but you know, you're in your fifties or sixties. So it's, I think we can learn so much from talking to older women and, you know, in our families and also out of our families, just seeing, you know, what life experiences have taught them and we can learn from them too. So I'm such an advocate of like learning across generations. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Um, so what about like maternity leave? Cause I know that's always, a, that's a question that I get asked a lot, you know, yeah. like what, what are some of the feedback from some of the women that you talk to? Um, you know, how do they deal with that, you know, we obviously in this country don't have yeah. um, a really strong policy for women to take off, you know, like some other countries, you know, we don't get a six month time or a year or whatever right. that is, you know, we usually have a really tight kind of window. And then after that, we're either, you know, taking vacation time, or we're just taking it off no pay. And that can be a real struggle for a lot of women to try and figure out like, how do I make that work with my budget? And, you know, obviously, I'm a new mom. And I'm like, want to stay with my baby. <laughs> I know. It's so, so hard. And I feel like at the same time, it's like you have this crushing, you know, flood of hormones that are making you <laughs> just overthink everything. And you're like, okay, on one hand, I need to, like, you're so concerned about like the health and every sniffle and like the safety of the crib. And like, it's just so much to think about at once. And at the same time, you're like, I want to make sure I am financially supporting my family too. So it's like, it's so intense. And I feel like, you know, money is a part of that. So I think the main thing, the main takeaway is in this country, we basically just have to self-fund. Most women have to self-fund their own maternity leaves. And so the second you know you're pregnant, you have to start saving for that. So whatever the cost of um, whatever for the cost of childcare in your area, you can use that, or you you can just use your own in income as a ballpark. So, say um, if you have a t t dual income family, um, like you have a partner who's working too, you save one of those incomes. So, if you're going to stop working, practice that while you're pregnant, and just put your entire income into savings instead of spending that. And it might sound like so drastic and dire to do that, but like that's the reality of what maternity leave feels like. So, I think it's so important to do that as soon as possible, like the second, you know, you're pregnant because <laughs> right. that way you're like starting, it's like a nest egg for your maternity leave because it's just a fact of life in America. Like most of us don't, we're not going to be paid while we're out on leave. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Well, this has been fantastic. Do you have any like last tips that you, you know, really want to talk about? I guess my main message is like, 
let's embrace our financial powers. You know, let's like, the fact is at some point in our lives, 90% of us will be solely in charge of our finances. And that's just because of, you know, the facts of life, either we out tend to outlive our male partners or we're single moms or divorce, like so many factors. And so since we're going to have to be in charge at some point, let's be ready for that. And, you know, start today and make sure we know where our money is and that we're making smart choices with it. And we all need to do the superwoman uh, yes. power posture. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I love that. Yeah. So awesome. So when and where can um, listeners pick up the book? Yes, it's officially on sale June 9th and in bookstores. I have already seen it in bookstores, oh, so it's yes. available. Yeah. And um, you can also, um, I, of course, have all the links on my website, Kimberly-Palmer.com. I love Twitter. I'm at Kimberly Palmer, if anyone's on Twitter. And then, um, yeah, of course, my the book Smart Mom, Rich Mom is in, you know, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, independent bookstores everywhere. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, thank you for these tips. This has been great. And I know the listeners are going to love this information. Thank you so much for having me.